Well, you can be seated. And these guys do a good job leading worship, don't they? Amen. Hallelujah. You know, we're right at the end of the first month of a new year. Actually, in one sense of the word, we're facing things that we really don't know what's going to transpire in the next 11 months. We know some things, but how many of you realize that you're facing, every time we enter a new year, we're facing, we're facing new things, right? You know, uh, when Moses died and God told Joshua he was the leader, uh, he, and God told him three times, be strong and courageous. If you're going to conquer, you've got to be courageous and strong. You know, uh, and that's what I want to talk about. Courage to conquer. Joshua 1. Joshua 1. I'll let you, I'll stop long enough. I, 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 I was an evangelist for ever from the time I started preaching till and when I was 18 to 1985 when God turned me and told me to start the church and turned me into a pastor. And I still go a little fast. You know, evangelists, they go, you know, they're hard and fast right after, you know, that's the evangelist. That's his ministry. And that's why he does that. Somebody said, well, why are they preaching? Well, it's exploding on the inside of you. You're trying to get it out. That's the only explanation I ever got. But a teacher's supposed to slow down a little bit. So I'll, I'll try. I don't guarantee it, but I'll try. Joshua one, start with verse six, be strong and good courage for to this people, you should divide an inheritance, the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which, Mo- which Moses, my servants, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Now skip down to verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, if we begin to look prior to this, Moses ordained Joshua to be the next leader. And you find that in Deuteronomy 31, 22 and 23. Now, Deuteronomy is... uh, you know, we got Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, uh, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And uh, Deuteronomy is nothing more than a a composite, you might say, of of the first, those first four books that was put together. And Moses put together here in Deuteronomy all of this, and you might call it a a, a composite, uh, uh, maybe like a book report. You know, how many ever had to read a book and then do a book report on it? Well, what Moses is doing, he just started coming in and and gathering the main things and putting them together in Deuteronomy. Now, you see, you learn that when you go to Bible school and you take a, you take a course called the Pentateuch, which is a study of the first five books of the Bible. That's just one of the courses that you have to take. So I thought I'd give you a little, little bit of a, let you know a little bit of knowledge there. All right, if you didn't know it. Deuteronomy 31, 22. 
Therefore Moses wrote this song the same day and taught it to the children of Israel. Then he inaugurated Joshua, the son of Nun, and said, Be strong and of good courage, for you shall bring the children of Israel into the land which I have swore to them, and I will be with you. Now, you go back to Joshua 1. Go back to Joshua 1, and you will see there in six, verses 16, 17, and 18. Now, Joshua had, had talked to the children of Israel and told them that he has taken over. So they answered Joshua and said, All that you command us, we will do. And, where, and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we heeded Moses in all things, so will we heed you. Only the Lord, only, only the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your command and does not heed your words in all that you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and of good courage. Now here is five times on three different occasions that Joshua is told to be strong and courageous. Are to be strong and of good courage. So evidently being strong and courageous is a a key to successfully facing the unknown. You know, if you think about it, Joshua had to be courageous and strong uh, if he was going to do what God had given him the assignment to do. You know, courageous is the same thing as being bold or confident. You know, in the Bible, we're told it's, we're told to be confident and bold many times. Now, he needed courage and boldness if he's going to go in and take the promised land and divide it. He needed courage if he was going to do all the Mosaic law. He needed courage if he was going to be a, the leader of the children of Israel. Now, why do I say that? Well, man, here all of a sudden he is taking over for Moses with all of that Moses had done for the children of Israel, all the miracles. He hit the rock and the water came out. He put the rod over the sea and it divided. All of these great things. And, uh, you know, and then it would be challenging to, re- to re- lead several million people into a land that you didn't know what it, what you're going to face when you got there except for what you'd seen when the spies went in. Now, it's a, it's a hard thing to imagine that uh, Joshua could be a better leader than what Moses was. And, you know, so Joshua had to have courage. I mean, you know, it took courage. To stand up and say, okay, I'm the leader and here we're, we're going. We're going across the Jordan. And it took courage as he faced the first obstacle, which was, Jer- which was Jericho, which was the greatest walled city that was known back in that day. If you'll go study it, they could drive two chariots around the walls side by side. No army had ever, ever been able to take Jericho. And now 
Here he is. And look, look it took, it was, it was going to take courage and boldness to stand up in front of all those people and say, okay, we're going to, we're going to march around this city one time every day. And then we're going to go back to our tents. And on the seventh day, we're going to march around seven times and they're going to blow trumpets and we're going to shout and go crazy and the walls are going to fall down. Now that, that would take courage. Hello? Because that is not the way you fight a battle. You know, I'm sure I'm some of those old generals had a trouble with that. But he got it into his mind and heart that if God said that he could do it, then I can do it. And that's what we have to, if God said it, we can do it. You know, now he could have looked at this situation and all the, all those, all those things as a ton of trouble, but he looked at it as an opportunity for God to do mighty things. I grew up in the house of a man by the name of Kenneth E. Hagin. He was known as the modern day father of faith. And as a kid and even as a teenager, you know, we have problems. I say, Dad, what are we going to do? And he said, Son, just another opportunity to prove God's word works. That's the way we should look at every opportunity or obstacle that comes in our, in our way. We should be courageous and bold to stand up and say, just another opportunity to prove God's word works. You know, we, we got people that are, you know, we went through an election. We got people that are upset. We got people that don't know what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, even some Christian people, what's going to happen? I, t- I said, I'll tell you what's going to happen. Exactly what the Bible says. That's exactly what's going to happen. It says that, that in the last days, it'll be like Sodom and Gomorrah. It, in the last days, it'll be like Noah. They'll be drinking and partying and having a good time. Hey, can you see that what the word of God says about the end times is coming to pass? Hello. You know, I'm going to stand courageous and stand for the word of God. I don't care what somebody else says. The Bible says that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. And I'm going to stand for what the Bible says. Now, I I realize that I'm may get some flack over this, but this is what the Bible says. I've lived by it for 77 years and I'm not about to change now. We have to be careful. I want to read you something here. I wasn't planning on going this way, but this way the Holy Spirit's taking me, so I'm going there anyway. You know, I want, I want to read you something. From Romans 12:2 in the Message Bible. And this is exactly what's happening to a lot of Christians and happening today. Don't become so well adjusted, adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your, 
attention on God and you'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognizing what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out and develops well for maturity in you. But I like this part up here. It says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture. You fit into it without thinking. That's exactly what's happening. The television, uh, songs, everything and they're telling us it's all right this is all right until if we're not careful we begin to accept the culture rather than accept what god said hello you know uh we're going to have an opportunity to be bold and courageous are we going to have an opportunity to tuck our head and turn against the things that we have stood for for years. I mean, somebody said, man, you're, you're preaching. Hey, what I'm telling you is that the God's been dealing with me about the fact that this is the last day. And, and if we're going, we're either going to, you're either going to stand on the word or you're not. Hello. You know, they were going to possess the promised land. Now, our promised land is the word of God. That's our promised land. The promised land is not a type of heaven. Many people want to have the promised land as a type of heaven. The promised land is not a type of heaven. The promised land is a type of our Christian life down here because you got to fight battles. If you're going to heaven, there's no battles to fight in heaven. The battles we're going to fight are here. And what God has tried to give us in the word of God is if we'll learn how to be courageous and stand on the word, he's tried to give us a little bit of heaven to go to heaven in. And I've been encouraging people to get courageous, get courageous. You see, God had already told them that he had given them the land and the older generation wouldn't, wouldn't accept it. They didn't go to the promised land. It was the ki- it was their kids that went to read it. The old generation all died out. In 40 years, a whole generation died out, and everybody everybody from everybody from from 19 down stayed alive. Everybody from 20 old went. So it was the it was the the kids that went in with Joshua. To the promised land. He was telling them, be bold, be courageous. Don't be like your parents and your grandparents that refuse to go into the promised land. We See, it's a choice. We have a choice. We can choose to go with God and the things of God or we don't have to. Hello, don't look at me like I fell out of a tree. You know... I want you to notice that he said to him, be strong and courageous, strong and courageous. You know, you're going to have to be strong to stand up against some of the things that the world is throwing at us. You're going to have to be strong and courageous and stand up and tell and say, I believe the Bible is the inspired word of God when many, 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 even some preachers now are saying, well, maybe not all of the word is inspired. 
you know, either, either it all is or it's not, none of it is. Hello. And then, you know, we're going to have to realize, I mean, I was reading some articles not long ago about some people in a certain denomination. Some of the leaders were starting to question the virgin birth. You got to, I mean, we, I mean, humanism and sec, uh, is coming in, liberalism, everybody is okay, it's all right, you know, now, let's don't offend anybody and offend their God. There's not, they don't have a God. There's only one God, and that's the Lord God, Jehovah. Come on now. Hello. You know, I was just at the tomb where Jesus was. It's empty. But you can, you can, you can, you can go. I've spent 22 months in, in the Far East in the army. You can go to Buddha's tomb. You can go to Mohammed's tomb. You can go to all the rest of them as your own name. You go to their tomb. They're there. But Jesus Christ is not. He's alive. He's alive and well. Sitting at the right hand of the Father. But I'm going to tell you, we're getting, we're coming to the point that we're going to have to be courageous and bold and stand for the truth of God's word. When it comes to healing and the Holy Spirit, how many churches and people that why I come in contact with that once believed the Holy moving of the Holy Spirit now does not allow it. Don't look at me like that. Fear will keep you from being strong and courageous. You know, I was in 2003, September the 19th, 7 o'clock in the morning. He looked at me with those blue eyes and he never said anything. And I said, Dad, if you want to go, go ahead. I'll take care of everything. And he went to be with the Lord. All of a sudden, the ministry's in my hands. Now, we, Lynette and I have been doing all the all the ministration for a long many years but we had him there to go talk to and to pray and so forth but hey he's not there no more it's us man that scripture i'm not you've not been given a spirit of fear but a power and a love and a sound mind i quoted that thing and i'm still quoting it (laughs) because all of a sudden you know we (laughs) we lost uh over 30% of our income, you try keeping something going and losing 30% of the income. <laughs> but we did what we had to do in the natural, and then we just started. We quoted the Word of God. No weapon formed against us will prosper. We started quoting the Word of God. And I quote, I quote that scripture daily almost to, to, this, to, the day, to, to this day. I'm not being given a spirit of fear because the enemy will try to come in and give you a spirit of fear. But you got to stand. I've not been given a spirit of fear, 
but of power and a love and a sound mind. See, fear will cause you not to have a sound mind. It'll cause you to make decisions that are way off the law, way off of the base. See, he said here in Joshua 1, 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. You may observe to do according to all that's written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. The key then to good success is being strong and courageous and meditating in the word. Meditating, what is that? Considering, thinking. But it also has to do with more more than that. It has to do with speaking it with your mouth. In fact, in, fact, the, 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 in the Hebrew there, it, it, the meditating is muttering. The literal Hebrew means to mutter the word to yourself. You know. So I'm riding in the car the other day and somebody said, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just quoting a word. You know, I, I, I didn't think I was loud enough that they could hear me, but I guess they did. See, you need, you need to, you know, just, just, just go over and over the word. You know, that's how you get full of the word and that's how you'll be courageous and that's how you'll be strong and that's how you'll be successful in life. What comes out of a sponge when you squeeze it? Whatever you've put in it. Right? Water, oil. If you poured Coke on it, it'll, you squeeze it, Coke comes out of it. Am I right or wrong? What comes out of you when you need to be strong and courageous? Oh my God, what are we going to do now? Or no weapon formed against me will prosper. I've not been given the spirit of fear, but a power and a left up sound mind. I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Come on. You understand where I'm coming from tonight? The outside pressures are going to, they're going to be here. But I'm going to tell you what, you, if you're, if you're, you can conquer if you have the courage and the boldness to believe what God said. This Bible, I believe it, that settles it. I believe it, uh, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. My dad had that wrote in the file leaf of his Bible. I got it in mind. I've said it all these years. God said it, I believe it, that settles it. With an exclamation point at the end. It's settled. As far as I'm concerned, this settles it. There's nothing higher than this word right here. This word is it. There's nothing higher than the word of God. Some people say, well, I think God meant this. When, when, since when did God need somebody to interpret the word for him? God said what he meant, meant what he said. And I don't think he needs any of us trying to interpret it. You know, I had somebody the other day tell me, well, now I'm not so sure that's exactly what God meant when he said. And of course I went off on them, you know, I mean, (laughs) you got to realize I'm a, I'm a born bred Texan (laughs) and and I have any, I have any transplants here from Texas. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, Texas people don't take much off of nobody. Am I right about that? <laughs> we a, we a different breed of cat down there. It may be because we were, we, we had to fight for our own independence and become our own country. But, you know, you know the story of the Alamo, but as teenager, I growing up as a teenager, when everything got really rough and it looked like you wasn't going to make it, somebody started howling, remember the Alamo. <laughs> this guy raised hand from Texas. He knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, what is that? It's just grit your teeth and you're going you're gonna to hang on. Hey. What you need to do when you get in, when you get in a bind and the devil is squeezing in you on top of you, you got, you need, you need to stand up and say, remember the cross. Because when he died upon that cross, it changed everything. Hallelujah. You know, meditating on the word transform you, transform you, transforms you from a wimp to a courageous conqueror. Hello. That's what meditating on the word will do. It'll help you correctly see it from God's viewpoint. Quit looking at it from the natural. Quit looking at your situation and facing your situation in the natural and begin to face your situation by looking at it from the word of God. You know, Man, it'll change, it'll change the way you look at things. It'll change the way you talk. Thinking and speaking about the problem leads you to fear. But thinking and speaking God's words leads you to boldness and strength and courage. Turn to your neighbor and say, the key to your success is meditating the word. See, now there's some people talk about the, they they sit they just sitting down. Well, I'm waiting on the Lord. You don't. You can wait on the Lord, but that's passively. You should wait on the Lord aggressively. What do I mean by meditating in the Word and then putting action to the Word? You know, some people, I'm waiting on the Lord. No, you're not. The Lord's already done everything he's going to do. He's waiting on you to do something. He's waiting on you to get a hold of the word and then get up and get after it. Come on now. Hello. You know, meditating on the word will fill you with courage. And you're not afraid. Look at the three Hebrew children. They had to be courageous and bold. I mean, they're standing, the music played. Everybody else is down. Here's three guys standing up. They stood up and stood out, I guarantee you. Because everybody else on the ground. Now, the old king, he liked them old boys. So he said, I won't give you a second chance. They said, old king, doesn't make any difference. We believe our God will deliver us. Now that's their faith talking. But now I want to notice the other statement. But if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow. That's commitment. See, we need to realize that there's one, one side of it's faith and another side of it, are you committed to God all the way? I'm committed to God all the way and I believe God all the way. They were committed and they believed. Some people uh, can talk about how they believe, but when, it, when push comes to shove, there's no commitment. Come on. 
Hello? You know, I've, I've played a lot of sports. Played a lot of basketball with Pastor Mark. He'll tell you, I don't give no quarter and I don't take it. I mean, I, <laughs> I t- <laughs> when I step on that court, I'm committed to play the game. Unless you got on the same color jersey I got on, you ain't my friend. <laughs> now, once it's over, and the game's over, we step out, we go out to eat together and have a good time. <laughs> I know y'all got different here. I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, have been, because I lived in Dallas when they started in 1960. And, and also... It was the Dallas Texans, which is now the Kansas City Chiefs. They were the Dallas Texans of the American Football League. They moved to Kansas City. Uh, that's two teams that I, I was there when they started. And, you know, there's a lot of fair weather guys. But I've been with Dallas since they started in 1960, and I'm still with them. But they were, uh, I remember, some of you might remember Bob Lilly. He was, uh, he's in the Hall of Fame, I think. <laughs> <laughs> from he he played with Dallas, and uh, they said they they interviewed him on the sports talk show one night, and they said, "Listen, on Saturday night, the opposing team you had a bunch of the guys over there to your house and had a steak cookout." He said, "Oh yeah, we played college ball together and and so forth and so on." And they said, then you went out there and, and I saw you just knocked the fire out of one of them. <laughs> and then, and then after the game, they all come back over your house, had another, another cookout. He said, oh yeah, we're, we're friends of that. But when, when I step on that field, if they don't have a star on their helmet, I'm going to knock the fire out of them. <laughs> what we need to get to the point when we step out onto the battlefield of life. If it's not if it's not covered by the blood of Jesus, then we stomp on it. That's what the Bible says. That we walk on on all the adversary. Isn't that what the Bible said? See, there's some people not courageous enough to do that. You got to get courageous and believe what the Bible says. Refuse to entertain thoughts of what if it doesn't happen. The Bible doesn't say what if. The Bible says, if you believe. It doesn't say what if it doesn't happen. We got to be courageous enough to believe what the Bible says. Cast aside the fear. The enemy will come in with fear. He'll come to your mind. That's why Paul talking about cast them down, imaginations. Cast all that down. Hey, those three Hebrew children got taken care of. Daniel, he had to be courageous. They, I mean, they signed a decree. The king stamped it with his ring. And he prayed anyway. And they took him and throwed him in the lion's den. But he is courageous. He believed God. He got down there at the lion's den. They got cold. And he said, hey, you, you, you're a big one there. Here, I want to use you for a pillow. You other two, get, you other two lions lay down beside him and keep me warm. He slept all night. The king come and said, hey, Daniel, how are you? I'm, a, I'm fine, king. And they got him out. They throwed the other guys down there and they said they, they crushed their bones before they ever hit the bottom of the pit. 
Hey, you got to be bold and courageous if, you, if, you, if you're going to get thrown to the lions. And let me tell you what. The enemy is the lion that's walking about seeking whom he may devour. But if you can be bold and courageous because you know what this word says, you can walk on top of him. The authority of the believer. Knowing what, knowing what your rights and privileges are in God. Man, have I gone that wrong already? Hmm. You see, it's called the promised land. What are these called? Promises of God. That's ours. This is ours. That was their promised land. It's a literal land. I was just there. In fact, I baptized, uh, I took a, a bunch of the Rama pastors, RMAI pastors and their wives. And uh, I, I baptized in the River Jordan, right where they think. And our guide was a Messianic Jew. So we got the, the, the natural part along with the spiritual part together. It was great. It was great, great, great. And he said, you're baptizing where they, this is the spot where they think the children of Israel come across because it was right there close to Jericho. You know, you can't go to Jericho anymore because it's in other hands. But uh, it's right there. And I was baptizing right there in that spot. They said they think it's also the spot that, that John the Baptist baptized Jesus in. Hallelujah. That's a real land. Another thought that he said, he said, this is interesting. Uh, in the, in, in Romans, we, it's talked about the first man, Adam and the second man, Adam, right? Meaning Jesus. He said, well, right up there is Adam's bridge. And this is where the second man, Adam was baptized in the river Jordan. <laughs> man, just a little thought that I throwed in there. Hey, we have got to get strong and courageous and believe what the Bible says. The Bible, is this your promised land? Well, you know what it says? For all the promises of God are yes. And amen. Or so be it. I don't see no no there. Yes. All the promises of yes are yes. Well, we'd have to see if it's God's will. If it's a promise, it's not. You don't have to worry about God's will. It's yes. Every person that is born again is entitled to every promise in the book. We used to sing a song, every promise in the book is mine. Every jot, every tittle. Oh, every chapter, every verse, every line. Oh, the blessing. Yeah. See, she's the singer. I'm not. I, I'm the preacher. She can, she knows all the old songs. All right. I've already, I've preached long enough. Everybody stand up. How many of you want to be bold and courageous? How many of you? Let, 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 let's make some statements right now. Say this with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I have the victory through my Lord Jesus Christ. I always triumphed in all things through Christ. I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus who loved me. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
No weapon formed against me will prosper. This year, I will rise up strong and courageous and possess all that belongs to me according to the promises of God. Hallelujah. Raise your hands and praise God for just a moment. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Anybody get anything out of this tonight? I, I, I wanted to pep you up and encourage you to be strong in the Lord. Don't let, don't let it, the devil or anybody else keep you from the promises that belong to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You got something you want to say? We're going to see what we're praying for.